COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy, folks. Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. You can find me anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, Castbox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, or other platforms like it. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore I am Can with Sativa, and you can follow me on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. So this is going to be a bit of a longer episode. Um, we're likely going to go above thirty on this, so just just sort of a heads up. It's been a while since we've done sort of these longer episodes, but I've been wanting to get this off my chest for a while, and um, it's going to be a continuation of of what I touched upon in um, a few previous episodes. So I'll, I'll link to those episodes as well too. But I've been hearing a lot of people, um, a lot of um, from various different sort of backgrounds, some 
some are 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 sort of on the regulatory side of, of of cannabis or hemp some are you know professionals you know part of that sort of professional class and and some are, are doctors or cannabis doctors um can uh, and other sort of high level cannabis professionals I've been hearing a lot of people saying that the Delta 8 is quote-unquote unregulated and that we need more regulation on it and we need more standardization. Again, I mean, I I want our products, I want any product that is sold to anybody, I want that to, I want it to be ensured that it's safe. I want it to, to be ensured that they're not using um, high levels of banned chemicals or any bad chemicals or they're... They, you know, and that these things are testing negative for, for you know, molds and, and other toxins. I think most of us, if not all of us, want that. Um, but what I don't want is under the guise of, of trying to, to regulate and trying to look out for safety, I don't want it so that MSOs, multi-state organizations or multi-state um, cannabis conglomerates and or and or head shops, local head shop. I don't want them to be, I don't want them under the guise of this, oh, we need more regulation. We need to ensure that, that you know, stores are, are, are vetting their products or whatever, or we have to ensure that they're carding people and making, making sure that, you know, these cannabinoids are not sold to anyone under 21. So we need it sold in stores or we need it sold in dispenser. Well, again, that might have very, very good intentions. It's it, at the end of the day, you're going to, you're going to make it. So those are the only people that are selling your, your MSOs and your, your head shops or smoke shops. And the, and if they're the only game in town, they're going to charge a lot more for it. Like I go, like I often drive to, I often, when I'm doing errands, I often drive to get, um, CBD jewel pods. Cause I, 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 I vape CBD um, to help with anxiety during the day at, at, in my day job. So I, I, I have places that I drive to that, that sell CBD pods for a good price. And I, and I like being able to do that. You know, um, it puts me in the driver's seat with my medical care and puts me in control. And I can, I can buy the product. I can go and look up the 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 company product and 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 see if they're if they're reputable if they do lab work I, I can do all that stuff i like being trusted as an adult to make those decisions and when we got to be careful with, with this whole regulation talk that we don't take away agency from people i like i like being able to buy delta 8 from various farms various cbd and hemp vendors from all around the country i like being able to do that and most of the places that I buy from, they're very, very, you know, they're very meticulous. They're, they, they, they make sure that they're using good quality products to extract Delta. They make sure that they do all the necessary tests. They make sure that they disclose all the lab works that show that there are not heavy metals in it. And I like being trusted as, as someone who's in my 30s to make my own adult decision. I don't want things to be over-regulated, um, monopolized, or made to be monopolized under the guise of safety. And then you have your head shop charging you $70 for 10 grams. Like, I don't want that to happen. That, that seems like the likely future of a, we need more regulation sort of um, mindset. That seems like, that seems like the future. That seems like 
like dispensaries charge price gouging to, to death delta eight where i can buy directly from a vendor like like let's say canaclear like look at this like like this is a vendor i buy from and this is just regular delta eight distillate look look at this thirty dollars thirty bucks and then no 30 grams one dot one 167 per gram 30 grams 167 per gram multiply that 50 bucks 50 bucks that's a lot cheaper than delta nine that saves me a lot of money it, it gets me where i need to be medically but mso's delta nine mso's they don't want that this undercuts them um this undercuts them significantly um and like i've mentioned in my state a gram of delta nine um distillator concentrate a gram is 70 dollars i can get 30 of these grams for 167 a gram again this is this is part of why people are calling for quote unquote regulation because it's undercutting them so we're gonna read some articles to flush this out again i i like the status quo right now i'm going to be very very honest i like the status quo i like that i can buy from a vendor from the internet that i trust i like that i can do my own research i like that i'm in the driver's seat and it's my responsibility to ensure that i'm getting a safe product and i think adults should be left to do that i don't think we should over regulate things to death you know for people's safety because that then that's going to jack up the price and that's going to ruin access for responsible people i'd rather i'd rather ha you have some some uh, a few unscrupulous products here and there i'd rather you have that and people have the liberty and the autonomy to make their decisions to make e educated informed and and practical and affordable decisions for themselves i'd rather we give people more freedom than less of it. and these two articles are going to flush all of that out so this is from canvas industry journal the real reason some industry leaders want Delta 8 banned by Robert Johnson. As sales of Delta 8 increase, hemp and cannabis industry infighting increases right along with it. Some hemp leaders say they object to Delta 8 simply because it's intoxicating. Hemp is nourishing. Hemp is not intoxicating. The president of the U.S. Hemp Authority president told hemp grower, apparently cannabinoids can only be one or the other. Others claim that Delta-8 itself is unsafe. Very little is known about the health effects of Delta-8, warned the Media Relations Director of the National Cannabis Industry Association. The U.S. Cannabis Council called Delta-8's growing popularity a rapidly expanding crisis. Yeah, not alarmist at all. In, in a report that includes the heading, the health risks of Delta-8 THC and claims that Delta-8 presents a public health risk of potentially wider impact than the vape crisis. As the cannabis and hemp industry veteran and a longtime maker of numerous hemp-derived formulations, including Delta-8 products, I have to ask, who exactly is the Delta-8 crisis for and why? I agree that we need to address the legitimate issues with Delta-8 manufacturing and create regulatory over okay but who's going to create that regulatory oversight is it going to be the mso's which have already paid off politicians and that that work hand in hand with the politicians to to rig the market in their favor and to shut out small small businesses and to shut out small cannabis um establishments we're gonna trust those same people to make rules like who are we putting in charge when we're saying we want more regulation on on 
hemp-derived cannabinoids. Who are we going to be putting in charge of that? If it's the same people that charge me 300 an ounce in Massachusetts, then I don't want those one charge, if I'm to be honest. Like, that's what, that's what these we-need-more-regulation types don't... That's what they can't give you a direct answer. Who's going to be making those judgments? Who's going to be rendering those judgments? But yeah, I mean, let's continue. But some Delta 8 critics may be more concerned with their own bottom line than with protecting prop public health exactly no one wants another vaping crisis but demonizing a nearly popular cannabinoid or trying to get it banned doesn't solve the problem of an unregulated space and it won't end the demand for delta 8 either john kegia of new frontier data points out the delta 8 boom is a phenomenon that has taken the industry quite by storm. And while that storm's rising tide saved many hemp farmers from financial ruin, it hit has not lifted every boat. Some cannabis leaders consider Delta 8 an incursion into their market. Indeed, Delta 8 can be sold in some states where cannabis remains illegal, unregulated. Again, but who's deciding what's unregulated? Is it is it the MSOs? Is it the people in, in states that already have medical or adult use that see this as competition that are saying this is regulated? Are these squares that work in, in, in regulatory firms and stand to benefit from more red tape? Um, are, are these MSO people that want to continue slinging you a $300 ounce? Like what, what, who's, who's calling for this regulation and who's going to be in charge of the regulation? Like, uh, these, these are questions people don't answer. Delta 8 can be sold in some states where cannabis remains illegal. Unregulated Delta 8 risks becoming a competitive threat to cannabis companies' existing offerings sold in states that they can't get into, reported Tiffany Carey at the Chicago Tribune. But the threat for cannabis operators isn't Delta 8, it's prohibition. In states where cannabis is illegal, Delta 8, which is remarkably similar in its molecular structure to the federally illegal chemical cousin of Delta 9, is being purchased as an alternative. Rather than villainizing a cannabinoid, let's address the retrograde reactionary state legislatures that refuse to listen to the will of their constituents and outdated federal laws that equate THC with heroin. Yes, who is going to be deciding that, who is going to be making the regula regulations for Delta 8? Who, who are we going to put in charge if we're like, this whole, if we're deciding that this current system of all, various online vendors self-policing themselves and self-testing um, themselves through the various labs that, that exist for him. Uh, like, if we're going to move away from that system and require that that, that Delta-8 and various other cannabinoids are only sold at a dispensary with, with strict regulation or they're only sold at a head shop with, 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 with with, with a lot of red tape or with or head shops that have to lock everything under the sun and have to check ID like two or three times. I don't know who's going to be making those regulations. Who's going to be making those regulations and who's going to be regulating the regulator? Because I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't trust. I don't trust the current system. I don't trust that if we go the route that a lot of that a lot of um, pro regulation people want, I don't think it's going to have the outcome that they think it's going to have. Like again you're gonna you're gonna dry up the industry because again if it's only being able to be sold at, at a dispensary or um a head shop it's gonna limit the amount of people that can sell it and when you have 
a limit to the supply, the price is going to go up. If there's still demand for it and there's more demand than there is supply, this existing supply goes up and there's more overhead in, in selling um, any product at, at a storefront. At a, at a storefront, you're having to pay rent, you're having to pay heating, you're having to pay air conditioning, all that stuff, utilities, all that stuff, you're having to pay insurance. So they pass that price increase over to you. And next thing you know, you're paying $70 for seven grams of Delta 8 at, at, at a head shop or a dispensary. Next thing you know, after taxes, after all that red tape, that's what ends up happening. And then the people that are using it as medicine no longer have this as a medicine because they, they're priced out. So they're either going to go further into the black market or they're going to just keep chugging pharmaceuticals that are way more dangerous. Who is going to regulate the regulator? Many see Delta 8 as a threat to the licensed cannabis industry profit margins, not only because it could be sold in prohibition states, but because its unregulated status makes it far easier and cheaper to make and sell. Spot options, stupid. Cannabis companies have to navigate an overwhelming and bur burdensome maze of regulatory red tape to maintain compliance. So industry-wide frustration with the total lack of oversight for Delta 8 is both understandable and justified. By, but calling for statewide bans on product that competes with yours is not the solution. That's not how markets work. Of all people, cannabis industry professionals should know that banning cannabinoids does not make them go away. Heck, regula regulating Delta 8 manufacturing and requiring rigorous product testing are reality-based measures that will make the playing field fairer for cannabis while also safeguarding public health. Again, who's going to be in charge of that? Who's You're saying that if, if, if we add those measures, which again, I mean, everyone wants to be using safe product, but if you add those measures, who's going to be in charge of, of implementing them? Um, what are their interests going to be? And who's going to regulate those regulators? Because if we do it like we're doing it now, where, you know, you're seeing some states banning or you're seeing some states saying, oh, it can only be sold dispensaries. Guess what the dispensary is going to do when they start selling it? They're going to price gouge. They're going to charge you way more than than you can get it from these sort of self-policing, quote unquote, unregulated um, vendors on the interwebs. Who's going to regulate the regulators? I got I to gotta keep saying that. But um, let's continue. In the meantime, we can strongly encourage Delta 8 consumers to seek out products made by ethical operators. Yes, trust adults over 21 to be adults over 21 and make their own responsible decisions as long as they're not hurting people. Let, let people over 21 make their own decisions on this. They will self-police and, keep, you know, adults will give the good vendors and the responsible vendors their money and then when they have a bad experience with a bad vendor, they will either give it bad reviews or they will vote with their feet and stop giving it their money and tell their other friends to not give that place their money. And then that place goes down. We, ha we have to trust the consumer. We have to treat the consumer as educated and as, as, as able to make their own decision. And I feel like that's what the, the regulate first people don't get. Like people, people are making their own decisions now. I'm, I'm, I, when I buy Delta A, when I buy various cannabinoids as, as, as an adult on the, on the interwebs, I check the lab work. I check, I check the labs. I make sure that there's not a lot of heavy metals in it. I make sure that there aren't molds, that there aren't, you know, any sort of 
um, harsh chemicals from, from extraction. I, I read through all that and I can make decisions based on that. And if I feel something, if I feel I have a bad vibe from a product, I vote with my fee and I don't give my money anymore. You know, I, I think adults can be trusted to make those decisions, but a lot of these regu regulate first people, again, they want under the guise of safety, they want it so only dispensaries and, and, and expensive shops around around various states are selling it. They want to lock it down under the guise of safety. But then that's only it's only going to a jack up the price. B make pe more people go on the black market that's even more unregulated than than Delta Eight markets that are you know that they're are, are using are trying to use good manufacturing practices and are are, are using various tests and various labs and are, are regulating it themselves like I, again i feel like these regulatory these regulate first people they give they think so little of the average person that they think that the state has to come in and mommy and daddy everyone all the time i i like this current system of of, of, of being able to purchase cannabinoids I, as an adult, can be empowered as an individual to make the best and most prudent decision for myself. And the bad vendors, I will tell my listeners about the bad vendors and I will not give them my money and I'll vote with my feet if I feel that a product I, I'm getting is unsafe. Let adults make adult decisions. In the meantime, we could strongly encourage Delta 8 consumers to seek out products made by ethical operators that are transparent about their manufacturing process and provide third-party testing results. The exact same protocol we recommend for buying CBD. The safety of Delta 8 products is another legitimate concern that's unfortunately being distorted. Some alarmist headlines seem to equate the actual cannabinoid itself and hazardous material. One East Coast CBD manufacturer issued a press release announcing a warning for consumers and manufacturers about potentially harmful chemicals within Delta 8 THC. With the cable newsworthy headline, Dangerous Delta 8. Smearing Delta 8 as an inherent health menace is both misleading and unhelpful. As Rick Trojan, vice president of the board, of directors of hemp industries association points out cannabinoids themselves have never been in the history of human have never in the history of humanity caused a death by themselves once again the pro problem here isn't the actual cannabinoid it's the lack of regulation that allows delta a products to be, be produced with no oversight or testing but this no testing thing this is bs again let's 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 look at the places where i buy delta a like Mechanically, this is a reputable brand that a lot of people like and that I purchase from. If I want to see the certificates of analysis, it's right, it's right here. Let's, let's do that right now. So let's say I want to look at the COAs for the Delta for the Delta 8 I buy from them. Like look at that, look at how much detail there is. How is this untested and unregulated? They're literally testing for all the solvents and chemicals. So yes, this is this is their various products and their certificates of analysis. Their their Delta Eight edibles have them. Their um, other products like THCV, CBT, CBC, CBN, their flower, their CBD distillate. All 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 the lab works can be found on most websites that that sell the, these products. And then look look at Three Chi, which is another vendor that. A, a lot of people buy from look, look look at these labs this is also from texas farm labs again this is being tested this whole this is untested and unregulated like what 
like like they're enclosing what's in their product they're letting you know off the bat that they did the tests for various cannabinoids and they're letting you know exactly what's in it but given delta 8's widespread popularity sure-sighted bans like the ones that have been passed in 17 different states will only increase the risks to public health retailers nationwide sold at least 10 millions worth of delta 8 products last year I guarantee that demand will continue and that these bans will simply empower an illegal market full of bad actors. Finally, I remain shocked at the, con con at the contempt aimed at Delta 8 because it is psychoactive and at those who consume it for just wanting a cheap high. As with all ca other cannabinoids, we need more clinical research into Delta 8's properties. But the research we, we do have indicates that Delta-8 actually has therapeutic properties very so similar to Delta-9 THC, just with a little less psychoactivity. Anecdotal reports indicate that Delta-8 offers many of the health benefits of Delta-9, help with sleep problems, stress, pain management, without THC's less enjoyable side effects like paranoia. As cannabis specialist and medical doctor Peter Grinspoon told Insider, I cannot tell you how many patients I have who say I'd love to use medical cannabis instead of opioids for pain, except it makes me anxious. Delta 8 might be a very good option for people like that. Believe it or not, there are plenty of people who are using Delta 8 for its therapeutic effects, which in a nation where 136 citizens die from opioid overdoses daily, I think should be encouraged rather than derided. With more than 140 known cannabinoids, it makes no sense for us as an industry to brand some of them as bad or as, or and, and others as good. Are we going to have the same tug of war calls for bans over every single cannabinoid that becomes popular? Instead of arguing amongst ourselves, we could instead focus our efforts on legalizing all the plant compounds, studying them to determine their capabilities, and creating standardized, evidence-based regulations and testing regimes to ensure the consumer safety and adult, and adult use. Delta 8 is popular because it serves a need. Customers want it, and it is here to say. The sooner that we as an industry recognize those facts, the better. End of article. Who's going to regulate the regulators? I always ask. Who's who's going to be do? Who's going to regulate them? And who's going to be rendering these determinations as to what's quote unquote regulated and safe? And how do we know that we're not that they themselves are not going to jerry rig the regulations so that only big companies, only big established Delta Nine companies, are the ones making the money, or they're the only ones that can clear those barriers? Who's going to regulate the regulators? And who is going to be deciding what's safe? And are, are they going to be looking out for their own interests and, and, and trying to squash the smaller farmer, the smaller vendor? Like, again, I, I again, I can't just support regulation if, if I know it's going to make things worse for the people. If I can't support it, if people are going to be price gouged under quote unquote safety and regulation. But now we're going to get into this next article which i'm gonna have i'm gonna be doing a lot more interrupting i'm gonna be doing a lot more conjecture on this too all right so we're gonna read this article long one it's a 25 minute read but again i've been wanting to get this sort of topic off my chest and i've been wanting to flesh out what we talked about in those previous episodes but i'm gonna have a lot to say about this article 
Karens like this, like like white women like this that that, that buy Delta Eight. They get a little too high and then they have to snitch and, and say, oh, we need more regulations. Like that lady who, I forgot what, I think it's like the New York Times, Maureen Dowd or whatever her name is, where she she bought an edible in like a legal state, got too high and then like wanted to call for more regulation because she couldn't handle her flipping drugs. Like this, this, this seems like another article like that. And you know, and, and, and again, this in, in articles like that, like in, in a lot of adult use states, um, edible, edible doses are, 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 are limited, like are, 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 are capped to a hundred milligrams for, for non-patients and, and articles like this and articles like, like what Maureen Dowd wrote way back when that's, that's, that's why that's why we can't have nice things. And that's why you see crackdowns on Delta-8 in various states. Again, this dry snitching is not a victimless crime, it isn't. I took a Delta-8 gummy before going on a run. Things got really weird. Written by Molly Longman. It all started with a watermelon flavored gummy on a warm Monday evening in early June. I popped that sweet glob into my mouth, hoping for a bit more than just a sugar high. The candy in question allegedly contained Delta 8, a fairly new player in the cannabis world. Often marketed as a legal way to get high, Delta 8 is a cannabis compound that can be sold in some states where weed is, isn't otherwise available for recreational use. Again, that's good for the farmers of that state. That's good for farmers of Tennessee or North Carolina that don't have a medical program, but can sell medicine to their people nonetheless. Like, why hate on, on, on something that's providing jobs to people and something that's helping people? Why? But again, it's like it's like the whole world needs to be bubble wrapped for certain types of people. Sir, excuse me, for certain types of Karens and Kens, of, of, of course. But again, let's continue reading this. It promises to get users stoned, but in a less intense way than normal THC would. In fact, it is sometimes touted as weed light, but my experience felt anything but light. Oh man, so your own personal grievance and your own personal experience with not being an adult, not doing the research as to what you're putting in your body or not doing the research on reputable brands before you buy. It's like anything else. Do your research. Like we, I remember, I remember the days where we had to rely on, 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 on encyclopedias and microfiche. You know, now we have high-speed internet at, uh, on our phones and we can Google any fact on the planet very, very quickly within seconds. Yet some people just don't want to, they don't want to do that. They don't want to research what are reputable brands and what aren't. They just want to just buy. They just want to just make impulsive decisions without ever thinking through what they're doing. No, you can't go on autopilot. You have to research the things you buy and make sure that they're they're reputable. And it should not be on the government to to, to mommy and daddy everybody 24-7. But people like this want that. They want things over-regulated for our own safety and our own good, darn it. But once I'd eaten the gummy, I went for a run and things quickly went south. I felt like my leg left my left leg was going to snap in half at the knee like a wishbone yeah that's just that's just a very that's just a very potent delta 9 edible maybe there's a lot of delta 9 in it or whatever because again i mean every every vendor is different the, the way that they process things is different maybe the way that they process or the way they formulated it it ended up having a lot more delta 9 than they thought that but let's continue 
And that wasn't the only thing making me paranoid. A couple hours after taking the gummy, a friend came over to borrow a book and I was convinced it was the most in awkward in Yes, that sounds like a traditional, that sounds like traditional THC. Take a nap, watch some cartoons. Take a nap, watch some cartoons. Um and 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 and, and wait until the, the, the trip goes away. Like the fact that we have to that we have to coddle everyone, it's so ridiculous. Like it's these squares that don't use cannabis often that are like, oh my god, I'm I feel like I'm having a heart attack. I, I got too high. Watch some SpongeBob. Watch some SpongeBob. Watch some Earthworm Jim with your, with your spouse. It will go away in a few hours. You don't need to write 25-minute articles about your bad trip. You are such babies these days. But um, yeah, let's continue. Although I fell asleep easily enough through the night, I woke up with a start at 2 a.m. and found myself scrolling through hellish hell, bowels of Twitter searching for something, something, but what, mid-scroll. I realized I did not know if anything Delta 8 felt weed heavy. Again, del again, edibles are more hardcore than, than, than smoking or vaping distal. They're more hardcore, they're longer lasting, and the highs can be more intense. That's, that's the, that comes with the territory with, with edibles in general. But again, this person didn't do her research before doing that. Like, it just seems like nowadays people just want everything spoon fed to them. They don't want, they don't want to have to make any sort of judgment on their own. At first, I chalked this up to my own body chemistry and tolerance. I'm not a regular cannabis user. Gee, you think? So I wasn't surprised Delta 8, which is still technically THC, hit me hard. Even so, this felt like something more. I started to write about my experience taking Delta 8 and I began to understand why. As is the case with many products that are marked marketed with promises of wellness from vitamin supplements to essential oils, the Delta 8 industry is largely unregulated. Several cannabis experts with whom I spoke for this article said that it was a good way to ensure that you were actually getting Delta 8 and not a mixture mix of cannabis or other substances. It's to purchase products that have certificate of analysis ready to review. These certificates are supposed to show that the product has been analyzed in a third-party lab where it is confirmed that it not only contains as much Delta 8 as the label claims, but also that it has a legal amount of traditional THC for products being sold nationally there should be be less than 0.3% THC. Most importantly, COAs confirm that there are no toxins such as pesticides, heavy metals, residual solvents, compounds produced during manufacturing such as ethanol, methanol, ethyl acetate in the product. I'd already long since digested that faithful watermelon gummy. In the interest of doing my due diligence, I double-checked the COAs on the website of the company that it came from, Empire Direct. The site linked to PDFs of COAs for most of his products, and at first glance they looked fine. The one for my gummy broke down how much Delta 8 was in the product and said that Delta 8 had passed lab tests for pesticides and residual solvents. Great! The next step was to contact the testing lab listed on the COA. Simple. Except when I did that, the lab claimed that Empire Direct COAs had been falsified. What? Okay, then this is an unscrupulous company that you shouldn't buy from anymore. You got a bad product. I've, I've, I've bought weed from the street before and I've got, I've had some bad trips. It has happened. 
but I did not want to I did not want to slam the whole door on on on, on this becoming legal and this becoming accessible for adults over 21. I didn't I, I didn't take I didn't extrapolate my bad trips for wanting it to not be legal. I didn't do that. I never did that. It was I had a bad trip. That was my fault. That was my doing. I should have been more discerning as to what I bought and what I purchased. This was a start of a journey that has at times felt trippier than ingesting a watermelon gummy, which I was starting to fear may not have been Delta 8 at all. Let's back up for a minute. What is even Delta 8? The common name Delta 8 tetrahydrocannabidiol, which is nearly identical to that of regular TAC, is also known as Delta 9 de tetrahydrocannabidiol. If you've ever heard of the beauty adage, eyebrows are, are, are sisters, not twins. That's a good way to think of Delta 8 and Delta 9. Both substances and CBD can be found from the same genus, genus known as Cannabis Sativa L, commonly known as hemp, says Deja Dawson, a molecular biologist and the cannabis czar for the city of Portland, Oregon. The two types of THC molecules are made up of the same atoms, 21 carbon atoms, 30 hydrogen, and 2 oxygen, but have a slightly different configuration. Namely, while Delta 9 has what's known as a double bond on its 9 car carbon atom, Delta 8 has one on one of its double bonds on its 8th, hence the names. Delta 8 products are often marketed as natural, and Dawson says that small amounts of Delta 8 can be sometimes can sometimes form in cannabis from the degre degre degradation of Delta 9 due to heat, time, and light. But the Delta 8 that's being sold to consumers as gummies, vape carts, and concentrates is produced synthetically through a chemical reaction, usually from CBD, says Gregory, Gregory Gergman, PhD in pharmacologist and neuroscientist with expertise in cannabis and the endocannabinoid system. That's why flooding the market in gas stations, smoke shops, and online, that, that's what isn't being tightly regulated. But I'm going to ask the same question I asked before. Who's, who's going to be in charge of those regulations? And who's going to regulate the regulators? If these regulators are going to be are going to have a bias towards larger cannabis establishments with lots of money and lots of clout, and then they're the only game in town, they lock down the roof, so they're the only ones that could sell it. And again, instead of you paying 167 a gram or one one or two dollars per gram, they're gonna charge you, they're gonna charge you 80 bucks for for for, for 10 grams. They're gonna go nuts and, and, and overcharge you. They're gonna charge you 80 bucks for 10 grams. And that's that's being generous. That's being nice. I don't I don't think they'll be that nice. But you're gonna have it so they're the only game in town or smoke shops or 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 there are, are, are smoke shops that are the ones selling it and then because they have a storefront and because they have more overhead they're gonna price gouge too who is going to regulate the regulators? That is my question. I'm going to keep asking that question. Delta 8 has been touted as legal, but it actually falls into a gray area under the law. Well, the 2018 Farm Bill makes farming and distributing hemp, its extracts legal across the United States. It's included it included the condition that the resulting product had a Delta 9 concentration of under 0.3%. 
By this def definition, Delta 8 is legal simply because it is not Delta 9, despite its allegedly intoxicating effects. This is dry snitching. You're, so you're saying that all, all euphoric cannabinoids should only be sold um, at dispensaries or something like that, or should, should only be sold at specialty shops that are going to price gouge. Like, that's what you want. That's what this person's in, inadvertently advocating for. Whether, they, whether they're aware that she's doing it or whether she's aware that she's not doing it. He's inadvertently pushing for, for that sort of um, environment where nobody gets what they want and people are just price gouge and they're not guaranteed to get safe. Because again, um, Maine, Maine does not have as stringent of testing requirements for, for medical cannabis, but and Massachusetts has much more stringent regulations. But like friends of the show have, have mentioned, you know, Netta, um, other dispensaries like that have had to close or, or have had to recall products or people have said that some of their products had mold and they have larger regulations. They have more stringent regulations than a lot, lot of other states in Massachusetts. I mean, in, in, in New England, like the, the testing requirements are really high in Massachusetts. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stores are still selling you moldy cannabis. So this whole we have to have all these onerous regulations, having onerous regulations is not a guarantee that you're going to stomp out all the all the unsafe products. There's no that's not a guarantee at all. In fact, the bad the bad players that have money and that are connected can sling their bad products with impunity because, you know, they're sanctioned by the system and they're sanctioned by the political establishment to do so. Delta 8 is technically legal simply because it is not Delta 9, despite its allegedly intoxicating effects. The Farm Bill also gave the Food and Drug Administration authority over a cannabis products and their regulation, but so far they've only approved CBD as a drug ingredient. They have not yet regulated the manufacturing and sale of hemp and hemp-infused products. There are no federal regulations for companies to comply with. The FDA has yet to approve Delta A for any products. And I don't think they will because they make money off slinging other pharmaceuticals. The, the FDA is a very political organization that hates the plant and hates the people that use the plant. I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. You know, they've, they've, they've been saying, and our federal government has been saying that, that this the cannabis had no medical value, even though they hold a patent for it. <laughs> Do I need to go on about that stuff, man? But let's, let's, let's continue. While Refinery29 asked the FDA about their strategy for regulating Delta 8, a spokesperson for the agency replied, the FDA is actively monitoring the market for product con complaints and adverse events. But that doesn't mean that the loophole-esque legality of Delta 8 hasn't been challenged. In August 2020, the Delta, the, excuse me, the Drug Enforcement Administration in a document that was meant to clarify the line between hemp and cannabis and its compounds, and which is still under review until this coming October, said that all synthetically derived tetrahydrocannabidiols remain Schedule 1 controlled substances. See, you got what, did you get what you want, Karen? Did you get what you want by, by probing and, 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 and snitching and, and getting the FDA to also demonize this? Like, you do you get what you want by this verdict. Like, jeez. Like, it's like people want the world to be bubble wrapped for them. But let me let me continue. As DEA, as DEA is currently undergoing the rulemaking process regarding the implementation of Agriculture Improvement Act of 2018, the Farm Bill, 
which includes the scope of regulatory controls over marijuana, tetrahydrocannabidiols, and other marijuana-related constituents, we would be unable to comment on any impact in legality of tetrahydrocannabidiols, Delta 8 included, until the process is complete. At least nine states have sp specifically prohibited Delta 8, in part because of the lack of research on the substance, although some claim that those bans might also have to do with Delta 8 sales cutting into Delta 9 sales in states where the latter is fully legal, costing everyone from the state to purveyors revenue. All right, I'm going to say this thing. I'm going to say this one thing right now. I'm, I might clip this. I don't know. But all right, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to blow up the screen right now. All right. So I'm going to say this thing right now. So this is from the desk of Dan Scotland. And if I find out that you at MSO, a multi-state or organization or a Delta 9 cannabis sort of company that sells Delta 9 products that sells traditional THC. If I find that in my state, if I find that you lobbied to make Delta 8 illegal and to make the other cannabinoids illegal or make it so they're only sold in your price gouging dispensaries, if I find that you lobbied our, our officials in Massachusetts and, 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 and locally to, to ban it from being shipped or whatever because it's cutting into to the dispensary's profits or whatever. If I find that any dispensary in the state is doing this, I'm never, I'm not only never gonna give them my money, I'm gonna tell everybody on this podcast to not give them their money and I'll shout their name from the rooftop. If you find the Delta, that this is cutting into your Delta 9 profits, you need to sell your product at a more competitive price point. You got to sell your product that people actually want to buy and that people actually feel is a good value and that you're not jipping people and you're not gouging people. People have to actually feel that to trust you and to buy your product. And if you are lobbying and you are telling the teacher to make the regulations more stringent so that you can keep your profits, I'm never going to give you my money, one. I don't, I don't care if I'm da damn near dying. I will never give you my money and I will tell all my listeners to not give you the money. So we are keeping an eye on these Delta 9 people that are calling, they're telling the teacher and calling for Delta 8 and other um, cannabinoids to be illegal. We're keeping tabs on these people and these people will, will not be in business for long if they're, if they're going to be playing those games. Let's go back to the article. Rod Knight, a lawyer in the cannabis industry, believes Delta 8's legality will follow the same pattern as that of CBD. There was an initial burst onto the scene, then you saw states restrict it, then other states took the opposite tact, he said. Right now we're in the phase where states are banning it, but I think eventually we'll see a counterbalance where states become more open to it. In some states, and some states are doing their best to regulate Delta 8 rather than ban it entirely. In Florida, for instance, the Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services oversees Delta 8 sales and will consistently test products to see if they contain what they say that they do, says Holly Bell, Director of Cannabis for the department. If a Delta 8 product contains harmful substances or has too much Delta 9, her team will put a SOP sale on the product. I can't be everywhere at all times, Bell admits. I have limited resources, but I do all I can to monitor the sales. She knows companies selling bad products exist because she's caught many of them already. Natalie Borgenesis, or probably butchering this, Borges or Borgenesis, 
Natalie Borgenese, an attorney for Harris Braken, Washington, D.C., whose work focuses on the regulatory framework of hemp-derived CBD products, believes that most people making and selling hemp-infused products are doing their best to be compliant with existing regulations. But she says, you have companies out there that are taking advantage of the situation, which explains why we're finding products in pl places like 7-Eleven, a place where minors go. There are states where there aren't regulations limiting the sales to people 21 and older. Again, I go to CBD shops um, in neighboring New Hampshire. They they always check ID. So this whole, oh my God, people, you're having 18 to 20 year olds. You're having 18 to 20 year olds flooding these head shops and 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 and, and they're going and they're 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 going around these suspensories and getting high anyways. That's not the case. I assure you that's not the case. Most of these head shops that sell Delta 8, they check to make sure you're 21. The ones I go to, they do that. So this whole, we have to ban this for your whole own good, or we have to ban this because the Delta 9 companies are butthurt that people don't want their $350 ounces. I don't know if I would have characterized my experience with my watermelon gummy as a as, as a public or personal health risk at the time. Yes, the high was stronger than I expected, and I'd felt a bit paranoid, but it wasn't all bad. I became hyper-focused on specific things like swiffering every dust bunny off my floor and got to wake up the next day with a sparkling apartment. It's only later after Encore Labs responded to my email asking for more information about the COA from Empire Direct Gummy that I'd taken that my experience began to seem shadier. The COA that you provide that you have provided is a fake COA, meaning that the vendor has taken an older report template of ours, modified it to add their information, and passed it off as something tested by our lab. Evelyn Alvarez, the Quality Assurance Director of Encore Labs. Therefore, I cannot confirm that we've tested this product. Unfortunately, this is not the first time we've seen something like this. But this is the first time that we've been been we excuse me that we've been made aware of this company in particular. Later on the phone, Alvarez told me that CBD manufacturers, now Delta 8 manufacturers, changed these reports to essentially make it beneficial for them. Again, these these companies that are doing these unscrupulous things should people should vote with their feet and not give them money. I don't I don't think we need we need this regulated like tobacco or anything or or we need to we need to stop the the sort of amount of choices that people have or we need to we need to lower the amount of choice people have. I don't think we need to do this. I think the I think this honor system that we're using is just fine. We write about these bad players and we don't give them their money. I think that's that's more effective than than calling for everything to be overregulated and 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 calling for regulations that are going to favor the Delta 9 or they're going to favor legal dispensary. Legal dispensaries would love to peddle you Delta 8 for for $10 a gram. They'd love to do it. They're chomping at the bit to do it because because they're losing money off off of people buying Delta 8 as opposed to their $350 ounces. So of course they're going to be butthurt. Of course they're going to be crying to the teacher. We just vote with our feet and we, we, we don't support the unscrupulous vendors. I think that's the best way to handle it instead of taking away people's freedom. Later on the phone, Alvarez told me that CBD manufacturers, now Delta 8 manufacturers, changed these reports essentially to make it ben more beneficial for them. It, it can appear as though it's been tested, making it appear like it's a higher concentration 
but unfortunately make it appear that it's clean if we've tested and it has failed i sent alvarez three other gummy coas used by hempire direct site and they're all named encore labs as testing lab but alvarez confirmed that they were edited and fake another coa on hempire site called m series 2 cartridge heavy metals tests listed a different lab Phyta Tech Metrics and Solutions, which has changed its name to Coucha Labs Colorado. I emailed my contact named on the COA and the lab director, Stephen Goldman, responded to tell me that the COA seemed to have been photoshopped or similarly altered. They took the C our COA and edited it, thereby falsifying it, Goldman said. The company name is different on the real COA that I have. All four of the sample names are different. We actually came back with a small with small numeric numerical values for mercury and lead, and that this says not detected. It's unclear whether Empire Direct tested their own product or not. Empire Direct didn't directly respond to Baltimore requests for comments on this particular claim. Refinery29 reached out to Marin Analytics and unaccredited lab that was listed on the coa for empire direct delta 8 distillate 95 percent syringe potency a more concentrated extract that can be used in edibles sarah bn kana the ceo and chief scientist said that the report that the lab report refinery 29 center was legitimate if you're taking a product that does not have a legitimate coa there are a few things to worry about namely some products may have virtually no delta 8 in them at all lewis nelson md chief of the division of medical toxicology at rutgers new jersey medical school often products contain more than 0.3 percent delta 9 thc despite what they claim Bell adds in one subset of a random sample of Delta 8 products that her department collected in the last year, 7 out of 10 had higher concentrations of Delta 9 than is legal. She believes, though, that these things have been improving recently as manufacturers get better at making Delta 8 as it becomes more popular. Another concern is the potential for potentially dangerous health consequences. The lack of regulation means that your Delta-8 may have additional compounds or solvents that can make you sick when consumed. Sonjay Burnett, co-founder and CEO of the Cannabis Educational Experience and Consultancy Agency Humble Blue. It isn't about the Delta-8 itself. It's about the process of extraction, which can lead to adverse effects. Some Delta-8 products contain compounds not allowed by state law in regulated cannabis products, such as metals like copper, nickel, and lead. Others have been tested and, trace, and traces of solvents, the chemicals used in the process to separate Delta-8 THC from hemp at levels not safe for human inhalation have turned up. People think they're only consuming cannabis where there could even be fentanyl in some of those products. I told a few experts th that this reminded me of black market THC vapes that a few years ago were shown to contain harmful toxins such as vitamin E acetate and additive often found in THC vaping liquid. This turned out to be a major health hazard. Lung injuries from vaping that have been tied to at least 68 deaths according to the... That might have been early COVID. I've heard people say that the whole vaping problem might not have been from the vapes. Again, I mean, I'm not saying that there aren't 
unscrupulous CBD, THC, and, and, and other sort of vendors. I'm not saying that those don't exist, but again, it coincides to when, you know, countries like China to when um, other countries were were, were, were were being a bit concerned about COVID. It was late 2019, early 2020 when countries are like, hey, something is amiss here. So that very well could have been, that very well could have been early COVID that we didn't know about. I've heard people say, again, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, I'm not an epidemiologist. And taking medical advice from me is a profoundly stupid idea. This turned out to be a major health hazard. Lung injuries from vaping have been tied to at least 68 deaths according to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. Bell said it was a fair comparison, at least for tested, untested products. Separately, both Dr. German and Burnett like likened aspects of Delta-8 to K2 and Spice and a synthetic cannabinoid with dangerous health impacts such as kidney damage and overdoses. The U.S. Cannabis Council, a trade organization, tested six samples of Delta-8 products and found all but one contained illegal amounts of Delta-9 THC per the Farm Bill. Four of the 16 samples contain heavy metal lead and seven failed the limits for inhalation on copper, chromium, nickel set by the U.S. United States Pharmacopeia, a nonprofit independent medical standards organization. Matthew Curian, a Ph.D., chemist and the director of the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services Division of Feed Safety and his team have been testing hemp samples over the past few years, including more recently Delta 8 and have found many containing lead. Lead can have negative impacts on the body, including brain damage when ingested, especially by kids with developing brains and those who are pregnant. One potential source of lead is product packaging. Dr. Curian's research suggests, for instance, he he's seen that concentrations of lead in some hemp extract tinctures have slowly increased over time, leading him to theorize that it is possible that heavy metal could be getting into those tinctures via droppers that use lead to mark dosage levels. If that's the case, some some such extracts could pass a lab test for lead prior to being sold since the heavy metal would slowly leach into the product over time. But that's just one potential source, he adds. Dr. Curry and Bell and the rest of the, their team have brought their research to the hemp industry and have seen improvements. Though much education, communication, and enforcement, we have seen a decrease in lead violations over time in so far as tested, Dr. Curian says. But if an unqualified person or someone working outside of a proper lab is attempting to make Delta-8, what Dr. Curian calls kitchen chemistry, there's a risk of residual excuse me, contaminants containing or ending up in finished products which can lead to human health concerns or too high levels of Delta-9 in a product. Synthesizing Delta-8 is easy enough to be dangerous, adds Dr. Gerdeman, who was the chief scientific officer of Tennessee Pharmaceuticals and CEO of Nash CX. So you can't just be getting it from anybody. Knowing all this, should consumers be getting it at all? Stephen Hawking, CEO of the U.S. Cannabis Council, considers himself incredibly pro-cannabis, but went as far as to say 
I would advise no one to use Delta 8 or any problem that's not gone through some level of regulation. Again, who's going to regulate these regulators? Who, who? Okay, so if we call for more regulation, how do we know that the Delta 9 companies or the MSOs that already have all the money and all the count in the cannabis industry, how do we know that they're not going to rig these regulations, not so much for safety, but to make them onerous enough that only they can pass and jump through those hoops. And then they effectively lock out the, the small farmers that have been making a living for themselves and that have been selling Delta 8, have been selling um, CBD and been farming CBD and, and various cannabinoid products. Like, how do we know that there's not going to be collateral damage of, 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 of under the guise of safety, cr making crackdowns but then accidentally getting people that are following the rules and that are following the books and that are making safe products. How do we know that we're not gonna have collateral damage if we call for wide-scale regulation and we're not gonna just favor the, the, the entities that are currently already making money hand over fist from, from the cannabis industry? How, how do we know we're gonna do that? Um, and also, again, if we call for regulation, I, like the, the scenario that I had mentioned could very well be a reality where the dispensaries are the only game in town because they have overhead, they have way more overhead than a cannabis farmer who creates Delta 8. Because they have far more overhead, they're gonna price gouge. They're gonna charge you more for less and they're gonna charge you more for less and you're gonna have nowhere else to go because either them or a head shop is the only game in town. They can they can price gouge and they will price gouge. Again, I, I like this current status quo. I like this current status quo of the honor system. You have players like Empire Direct that are slinging products that are actually high in, or allegedly high in Delta 9 and that have, they may have heavy metals and such. Like this, like me knowing about them is enough to tell my listeners and tell all of you guys listening to not buy their product. We, we need, I like this vote with your feet approach. The, the unscrupulous vendors, where it's gonna spread that they suck and they're not gonna be in business for long. The cannabis industry can be very scary and unregulated, said Yasmin Hurd, director of the Addiction Institute at Mount Sinai and professor of psychiatry, neuroscience, and pharmacolog pharmacological sciences. People think they are consuming, they're only consuming cannabis, but there could even be fentanyl in some of these products. Although there haven't been any prominent reports about fentanyl associated with Delta 8, Dr. Nelson echoed Hurd's worry separately without being prompted. I haven't seen any fentanyl lace gummies, but there's no reason to believe that it couldn't happen. There's always concern when you're buying an unregulated substance and don't know what's in it. After I found out that, that the COA attached to the watermelon gummy and the COAs of several other Empire Direct products weren't what they appear to be, I attempted to go to the source itself, Empire Direct. After weeks with no response, I was stunned when at the very end of June, a source forwarded me an email blast from Empire Direct saying that its site was now shuttered and its products would all be available on its new domain by Delta8Online.com. Yeah, they're, I've worked with that vendor. They're pretty sketchy. Um, I've, I've had one product that tasted pretty good. I, I think it was their GG4, but then their Straw Nana or whatever the heck it was. I remember buying from them. Like it was really, like it tasted so chemically. Like, like again, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what, 
I mean, I again, I mean, that vendor is not a vendor I trust. It's not a vendor I've I, I, I bought from since. And they've been very greasy to friend of the show. And again, I don't want to blow up his business here, but like, like, I've been knowing that by Delta eight all mine is trash. Like they're they're a, they're they're a shady and sketchy vendor. And most and again, like most of this hemp industry, most of the people that buy out and research and and, and seek these cannabinoids, they're discerning people. They do their research. They check various community forums and word spreads about bad vendors. And the, the circles I frequent, word spreads about bad vendors like Delta eight all mine and we tell people to not buy from them like like we're pretty good at policing ourselves and figuring out which which ones are the creepers and which ones actually mean well and are actually trying to help you um that, that's adulthood you're having to make those you're having to render those judgments all the time i don't think we should be i don't think we should be calling for more and and stringent regulation especially when that regulation will likely favor the the rich players that want to price gouge the next day, I was able to reach Benjamin Boyce, authorized member of Empire Direct, according to his registration with Florida Division of Corporations, making him a key player in the company by phone. I asked Boyce about the claims that certain COAs found on Empire Direct's websites were falsified, but when he wanted to talk about, but what he wanted to talk about first was the fact that Empire Direct's site had been shut down. Boyce seemed despondent. He said he had been served by Swisher International, best known as Swisher Sweet Cigars. Swisher also sells rolling papers under the name Hempire. Because of the similarity in names, they essentially shut down Hempire Direct. They essentially shut Hempire Direct down, Boyce said. Swisher didn't respond to multiple requests for comments from Refinery29. That was very upsetting to Boyce, who describes himself as a cannabis industry giant, <laughs> who has changed the industry for the good by mobilizing feats of eco-friendly cannabis delivery vehicles and putting TAC vending machines in malls. Am I doing okay with all that? No, he said. I've lost a million dollars in fucking advertising. I fucking just lost everything I've built in the last... What if somebody killed your child? That's how I feel. I feel like somebody killed my baby. Still, I want to know about the COAs. Although some of the labs do allow their customers to pay to pay to make small changes to COAs, such as official name changes, it's not okay for manufacturers, retailers, or anyone involved to tamper with COAs themselves. In Florida, where Empire Direct was registered as a business, if anybody other than the lab did the testing tapers with a COA, it's a violation. Bell said if she saw that this was happening, she would put a stop sale on the product. From there, she'd issue the company a written warning and then a fine as a step one. And I continue to monitor those products and the company to make sure that it doesn't happen again, she says. If we have habitual offenders, we do not address it. Ultimately, we could take them to cart and shut them down. Empire Direct, of course, has been already shut down, yet Boyce was reluctant to talk about the COAs. He asked for a few details about the COAs. Encore Ketcha Labs had told me that they were fraudulent, which I provided and then said, publish whatever the fuck you want. Blow me up. I, I love it. After a few more profanities, he hung up. When I called when I called back, Boyce said, I think those lab reports are from an old manufacturer and we didn't update the new ones. And now we can't update the new lab reports because Switcher Suites sold my domain. And that's my final comment on that. 
but it wasn't. In a subsequent call, when asked who the old manufacturer he referred to was, boys asked, you don't know how to shut up, don't you, bitch? Wow. When I confirmed that I didn't, when I confirmed that I didn't and asked again who his old manufacturer, he said, God. Whether or not these are falsifies, yeah, this guy is sketch for sure. <laughs> it's, it's, again, it's very easy to find these bad actors, you know. Again, word spreads of these people. I've been knowing these folks were trash. So again, word spreads if you pay attention. Word spreads about these shady bad actors. And the community is a lot better at, at, at policing itself than, than a lot of these pro-regulation people think. Again, I mean, I... I, I don't want to attribute to ignorance. I don't want to attribute malice to what might be ignorant. Many of these pro-regulation people are professional type people. So they're, they're, they're making pretty good money. They don't know that if we call for more regulation, this could lead to, to dispensaries being the only game in town or head shops being the only game in town and then charging people that are using this for medical purposes, untenable and unaffordable prices. That's what I see a more regulation sort of paradigm ending up in. Whether or not th these are falsified COAs were, were obtained by Empire Direct or one of its manufacturers, Bell says that ultimately Empire Direct would be held responsible first. We start with the retailer, Bell says. The retailer is responsible for the product they put on their shelf or sell online. Additionally, her team would try to find out where these falsified COAs originated and hold everyone involved accountable. Holding Boyce accountable is something others have tried to do in the past and it did not go well. Brock McLarty, who forwarded an email correspondence between himself and Empire Direct's email address, the Refinery29, said that Boyce threatened him after McCarthy reached out to ask for a discount and refund and to delay in an order shipment. After some contentious back and forth between McCarthy's, McLarty's complaint and the email info at empiredirect.com wrote, I, I just gave your $10 free and want to be a dick, go fuck yourself, body, buddy, sick. McCart McLarty then asked for a number to call to complain about the customer service he was receiving. When he called the number provided in the email, the same one which Refinery29 contacted Boyce, McLarthy claims that Boyce picked up and threatened him, saying that McLarthy's address from his order, he literally told me, I'm going to go up. Go, I'm going to go on out there and break your nose, McLarty says. Boys also has a criminal record. According to court documents from the Unified Judicial System of Pennsylvania obtained by Refinery29, Boyce pleaded guilty to simple assault and, and terroristic threats in, in excuse me, ter terroristic threats in April of 2008, and again, simple assault in September of 20 of 2008, and to harassment in April of 2013. Boyce didn't respond to a test asking for comment about his record. When I attempted to ask Boyce if he had threatened or bullied customers on the phone, he said, hey, listen, go fuck yourself and hung up for the second time. 
Empire is not Empire Direct is not the only company that's been linked to COA issues. Goldman says that altered or falsified COAs are happening with depressing frequency in the industry. That's a problem since it's fair to consume assume that not everyone who decides to dabble in Delta 8 will think to regularly rigorously examine the product COAs before using it, though they should. Perhaps more troubling that even if you do, products with authentic COAs definitely aren't safe because there aren't federal regulations that standardize the third-party testing. In states that aren't regulating Delta 8 at all, companies can submit carefully selective samples that they know will pass tests that not hold other batches to the same standards, Bell says. This is why in her state, she requires every batch be tested. I would advise no one use Delta 8 or any product that is not going through some level of regulation. Another consequence of lack of regulation around Delta 8 is that it's hard to quash bad actors. Boyce, for instance, told me he plans to rebrand saying, I'm not gonna stop. I just have to create a new brand. I'm not going to fuck with big tobacco. I'm the first company that Big Tobacco has gone after. If that tells you who I am in the industry, for now he's buyDelta8online.com. This is this seems like a pharma bro. This seems like a MSO gang bro. It seems to tick all the same boxes in my opinion. During one of my conversations with Boyce, he told me to go retest my shit before you start making fucking claims about it. So I did. I bought two products formerly sold by Empire Direct from Buy Delta 8 Online. I vetted their COAs, each of which cited a lab. Spokespeople for both labs said that the COAs had been altered and weren't authentic or valid. One Altitude lab said that they couldn't share what they specifically had what they couldn't share what specifically had been altered on the COAs, but on the other Greenleaf Labs confirmed via phone that the sample name had been altered on the COA and that the top right corner of the COA where the business name is usually located had been whited out completely. I then sent these two products to Oresco Laboratories accredited lab in California and had them tested for heavy metals, pesticides, residual solvents, as well as potency. The products passed the contaminant tests that were performed, but the potency tests for the inhalable product called Orange Field Delta 8 Flower raised a red flag. It revealed that the product in question had more Delta 9 than the federally legal 0.3% limit. Eric Tam, a senior chemist of Resco, confirmed to Refinery29. When Refinery29 attempted to ask Boyce about the question on the phone, he said no comment and hung up. He did not reply to the follow-up test asking the same question. Boyce also declined to respond to various emails and a text about allegations made in this place, including about Enresco an tests and the alleged altercation with Swisher Street Suites and the seemingly altered COAs. Refinery29 discovered both ByDelta9Online.com and Empire Direct. Refinery29 also attempted to reach other representatives who worked with Empire Direct via email, social media, or phone to no avail. I asked Dr. Gerdeman for a second opinion on the Enresco COAs, and he confirmed that the lab results showed that the Delta 9 or the Delta 8 flower product was over the legal Delta 9 limit and added that although the gummies technically weren't over with edibles, there's actually tremendous leeway on the legal limits which most regulators, I think, have not yet gotten a grasp of. He says the issue is that the 0.3% limit typically refers to percent by weight. Gummies are heavy, 
especially compared to the relative weight of a TAC molecule. So one gummy could have 10% or more of Delta 9 THC on an amount that can get you pretty darn high, but still coming under the 0.3% limit. Part of me thinks it's amusing as a loophole, but I have problems with the lack of consumer information, Dr. Gerdeman says. A THC edible won't kill you, but it could be seriously inebriating, inebriating and distressing. It's not clear what the U.S. Congress intended to legalize with the 2018 Farm Bill. Of course, despite not having expertise in pharmacology like Dr. Gerdeman, I'm not surprised to learn that my watermelon gum may have contained a substantial dose of Delta 98C. And obviously it didn't kill me. Danielle Palmetti, MD, PhD director of the University of California Irvine City, Irvine Center of the study of cannabis said that the likelihood of being hurt by taking untested gummy once is very low, barring immediate allergic or negative reaction. But he warned that long-term use could potentially cause health issues. If you made it a habit to every, made it a habit to every day take a gummy before you went to sleep, you run the risk, a little greater risk that you have with Delta 9 THC even, because there's so much research on Delta 9 and there's very little on Delta 8, Dr. Palmetti said. What, and whenever you're playing with a compound that's so pharmacologically full of effects that are altering your physiology, it can have effects on the brain. He adds that it's important to be cautious with all psychoactive substances if you're using them, to check in with yourself often to ensure that your life is not changed in any negative way. It is certainly possible one day that Delta A will become more regulated and legitimate, but for now, it's worth being wary before popping a gummy. If you must try Delta 8, do your research and take the extra steps of looking up a product COA and contacting the lab listed on it. As for me, I'll be waiting until regulatory laws. Well, I don't got the, well, what's the name of this person? Well, Molly, I don't have, I don't make unlimited amounts of money. I'm, I, I'm a person that works, that has a day job and works for a living and I cannot afford a $70 gram of, of, of Delta 9 concentrate that's quote unquote more regulated. I can't afford that. That's not feasible to many working Naganuchas of this podcast. We're, we work for a living. We have, you know, we have retirement to worry about, kids, so on and so forth. We're, we're people with demands on our money and our time and, 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 and waiting for the, the market to become more regulated. Again, this person does not answer the question as to who's going to be doing the regulated? Who's going to be in charge of the regulating? Is it going to be the same politicians in adult use states that have not used cannabis in decades and don't really like cannabis and tend, tend to like their beer and wine with Xanax on the side and that appoint anti-cannabis people to purposely sabotage something that they themselves never wanted legal and only did it because the the voters and the the people kept, wouldn't shut up about it. If we're going to put those people in charge and they're going to make it as hard and onerous as possible and the prices are going to go through the roof for a product that's not going to even be that much safer than this quote-unquote unregulation that people are shrieking about all the time. If that's going to be the case, I'd rather have things stay unregulated. Again, that probably makes me a contrarian, but I don't care. I'm, I'm a pragmatist. I care about what's going to be best for my 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 followers and my listeners. Paying paying ten, twenty, thirty dollars a gram for Delta Eight Distillate, that's not going to be best for my listener. And we got to push back against overregulation, 
these bad players, we got to vote with their feet and we got to make it known to people that they're bad players and not give them money. But to call for a full-scale sort of over-regulation of the industry because of these few bad players and to ruin the industry as it is now that's making a lot of people all over the country money, like, we can't do that. We cannot do that and we should not do that. I'm not made of money. I don't have the time or the money to wait for it to be better regulated like this author wants. But, um, yeah, let's, let's finish. Let's finish reading this. It's certainly possible one day that Delta A will become more regulated and legitimate. But for now, it's worth being wary before popping a gummy. You must try Delta 8, do your research, take the extra steps of looking up the product COA and contacting the lab listed on it. As for me, I'll be waiting for the regulatory laws to catch up to Delta 8 before I consider trying again. There's lots of other things to try in the meantime. Then again, that abundance of choice might be part of the problem. No, it's not part of the problem. It's about options, stupid. People want options. People want options that they can afford. People don't like lining up at their at their MSO that their MSO dispensaries in the East Coast. Like again, I've had listeners that live in Pennsylvania that there are constant shortages of the products that people need because it's so locked down. It's so locked down. It's so tilted in favor of these big cannabis companies. And I've had one of my listeners. He's he lined up when 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 the store would open. He lined up right before he had to go to work. And they still did not have the product like this and they still price gouge them they still charge them 70 dollars for a gram of concentrate yet he's lining up he's using his valuable time he's, he's a person with with, 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 with with a child that works for a flipping living he does not have time to 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 to, to wait for these people to to, to, to get it together because they haven't gotten it together. The, the, the MSOs and, and all over the East Coast, they've been doing a terrible job and, 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 and calling for more regulation and putting those people in charge. Again, these regulate, these pro-regulate people have not specified who they want to be in charge of regulating and, and standardizing Delta 8. If you put the wrong people in charge, you're just going to create different problems. Like I've been saying for this past hour, nearly hour and a half, but yes, yes, plenty of people live in MSO states or, or, or states with Delta, Delta 9 medical cannabis that are being price gouged, that, that are being price gouged, that are putting up with BS in a quote unquote more regulated market um, and are getting subpar products. Like just because it is quote unquote regulated does not necessarily mean that it, it's, going to, it, it's going to deliver what the people need. I like having abundance. I like having options. I like that I can go to Canaclear. Oh, if, if um, Delta Delta Alternatives is having a sale, I can go to them. Oh, if Three Cheese having a sale, I can go to them. If Nature's Purpose is, is selling some Delta 8 for a good price, I can go to them. If um, Asheville Extracts or whatever is having a good deal, I can go to them. There's so many other vendors and I, I like having options. It's about options dummy i like abundance even, even even if it's unregulated i i like abundance i'd rather make the decision by myself as an adult as to which vendors i'm going to give my money and if i have a bad experience i vote with my feet and i don't give them my money next time around i like this i prefer this to a quote-unquote regulated market i'm sure a lot of you listening do too this is just one conversation of the many important ones, Bell told me, referencing the whack-a-mole-like game she's been playing with the cannabis industry for years. You can make Delta 8 illegal, but then you'll have Delta Ted coming onto the scene. End of article. 
as always, that can be found anywhere you find podcasts, such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, or other platforms like it. You can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa, and on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord Discord channel and that Discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash six five t g two n r again that is https colon slash slash discord dot gg slash six five t g two n r feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link https colon slash bit dot ly slash 33fkrv9 and you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts such as dog treat 20, tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD and that applies to the entire store. And as always everyone, stay medicated my friends. Peace out and ciao.